0: Hey there, and welcome to the Well Sisters podcast, the show dedicated to supporting and guiding women living with hormonal imbalances and stubborn symptoms to feel good in their bodies, build hope and confidence, and awaken their feminine power. I'm your host, Robin Strigley, Certified Nutritional Practitioner, and these conversations will provide actionable tools and techniques to support your physical, mental, and emotional health on your journey to your highest well-being. Hello, Well Sister, and welcome back to the podcast. I have a fan-freaking-tastic episode for you today. I am joined by my friend, Lana Kayla, and we are jamming on all things the energetics and mindset of women's health This conversation was so incredible. When I was editing this episode, I almost felt like I never took a breath the entire time we were talking because we were both so excited about the things that we were discussing and the potential impact that it can have on your life And we know this because, of course, we've seen it happen in ourselves. Lana Kayla is a mind and body coach that helps burnt out women channel their higher purpose and leave behind the energy of settling. She works with her clients to build their mindset to be strong and unbreakable by connecting with their inner being through meditation, human design, and caring for their bodies. She is also the host of her podcast, Awakened Health, which is amazing and I highly recommend, by the way. Uh, Inside this episode, we dive into uh, Lana's journey with having PCOS and endometriosis, as well as a bit of my own PCOS journey lana's birth control and fertility journey to being a mom of two we talk about her ups and downs with weight my own as well supporting mindset and growth to shift out of feeling crazy all the time which is how sometimes living with conditions like these can have us feeling we also talk about when and why foods supplements and workouts just aren't enough and how we can really use human design as a permission slip to allow yourself to be the most you, the most yourself you can possibly be. Human design is really about finding freedom and normalcy within your true authentic self and the impact that this can have on your physical well-being your mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, as well as every other aspect of your life, including your work and your relationships, and how to, how you choose to show up in your life every single day. And we go into all kinds of details about that, talking about finding more fun, play, and downtime, the importance of building a toolbox of things to support you in body and mind. This is like a super in-depth episode. We cover so many wonderful topics and if you are struggling to find balance in your physical, mental, or emotional health, this episode is for you and you are absolutely going to love it. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, sister, this is going to be such a good conversation. and I'm so excited to have you listening in on this. Today, I am joined by my friend, Lana, and we're going to have an awesome conversation about PCOS and endometriosis and our journeys in healing and supporting our bodies and where that has led us because we seem to be on a very similar path in terms of working on not just the physical, you know, the food, the the supplements, the exercise, etc., but also on the mindset piece of this and how important it is. And you guys know from my recent episode on how I'm shifting focus in my business that this is really the direction I'm going and so I'm really excited to have her on here. I met Lana virtually, let's say I started following her, gosh, it's probably been probably from like, what, the beginning of the year, I think I don't even know how I found you in the first place. I think it was related to PCOS somehow, or like someone shared something, I don't even remember, but I started following you and you were talking about uh, a lot about exercise and stuff at that time. And I've witnessed the, the shifts and changes that you've made in your business since then. And it has been absolutely amazing to see. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us, you know, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. So my name is Lana Kayla and I do right now currently coaching for working women who are just ready to make like a shift to rediscover themselves. But prior to that, I worked with women on how to build their confidence through exercise and proper nutrition. I was inspired to do this by having PCOS. And then later that earlier this year, I found out I have endometriosis as well. And so it's been a really interesting journey for me so far to figure that out and learn how to work with my PCOS. It has now spiraled into, as we were talking about, more mindset work and being more aligned with who we are, because this really alleviates that stress that we constantly feel, which can, as you probably know, you know, helps with our hormones, helps us feel normal because a lot of my PCOS and endo makes me feel crazy most of the time. So yeah, I really love what I do. Um, currently just, you know, finding the flow with women um, to help
0: them not be so burnt out in their jobs. Amazing. I love it. Um, Let's dive into your journey a little bit more as a as a practitioner and a woman who's dealing with conditions, PCOS and endometriosis. So you started out more on the exercise front, like what brought you to the health space in the first place?
1: I stopped taking birth control back when I was 20. No, 22 ish, because I had been on birth control for about seven years already. And I wanted to be sure that I could have a child when I was ready. I was thinking really far ahead of the game as far as like being 22. And after I got off of birth control, I grew big. I got really, I got to 220 pounds. So I used to be like 145. And within a year, I I got to 220 pounds. Had difficulty getting pregnant with my daughter. And it wasn't a long time. It was just, again, I wanted to get a jump start. I knew how long infertility could take. Or, you know, having fertility issues. So at 23, me and my husband were like, well, we should just try to get a jump start on this. And um, I had an amazing OB and she gave me progesterone. And during the cycle of taking it, I got pregnant um, with my daughter. So I was a 23 year old pregnant and very overweight. Um, I weighed 220 pounds by the end of the pregnancy, I got to 265. And I was given an MLM to take in order to like lose weight and I lost it, but it was very, very, very unhealthy. Um, it's like eating egg whites and bland oatmeal and things that were not good that are tasteful, you know. And so, and the workouts were the cardio based workouts. And I later discovered that cardio based workouts just don't work for me, especially with having PCOS, it just caused more of a stress. Trigger for me. Mm-hmm. And one little slip up, I got shingles and I stopped working out for a while, stopped eating right, and I gained all the weight back almost. I got back up to 210 and then got pregnant with my second child through we were had been trying and trying. We gave up. I took birth control. That first month I took birth control, I got pregnant. <laughs> and so It's when I did it the second time to lose the weight, when I did it the second time, it meant something. I didn't want to have to ever, ever try to lose that much of weight again. And I wanted to be healthy and happy. And so I already had known known about um, macro counting and I knew that it could possibly help me. And I, I listened to a lot of, I guess, masculine energy in that field. They talked about it in a way where I didn't have to sacrifice my food. And they specifically mentioned like PCOS and that I didn't necessarily have to drop carbs, dairy. I didn't have to cut out anything I truly liked if I went well with my body because, you know, we're all different. So some people may do really well with dairy and some people may not. But it doesn't mean that they have to cut it all out. Everyone, it's like a trial and error. So I started counting macros and I lost 70 pounds and I've kept most of it off. I gained 10 pounds back, but over the course of two years and it's really helped regulate my cycles. I have regular cycles now before I would go like a year without having a period. I would struggle mentally last year, right before everything started to have something happened last year. And I felt emotionally out of my element and it's been a interesting trial and error with that so far too, is, you know, figuring out what's going to help me, my, I I guess they, they did call it PMDD. And so I get really bad premenstrual So that's my journey. And that's why I love it is that you don't have to cut out foods that necessarily you love and finding a balance. And then weightlifting was less stress on my body versus running or HIIT workouts.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: I've come about.
0: (laughs) Amazing. So many similarities. Like I was also on birth control for seven years and came off it when I was twenty three, I wanna say. So around the same time as you probably when I was in nutrition school and stuff. And you know, my son is only two. So I was off at, I don't know, like five years or more uh, before I got pregnant with him. And I had no trouble getting pregnant, but I got off of it because I thought I do want to have kids in the future. You know, I was diagnosed with PCOS after coming off the pill. I also gained a bunch of weight, I think like 20 pounds or something when I came off the pill. And then I got the diagnosis of PCOS and having all the crazy cycles like they'd be like every three to four months. It was just absolute insanity. You know, my poor husband with my moods and stuff, it was just a bit of a nightmare for a while. And and going through things very similar to you of like trying to figure out, okay so what are the things that I can eat and how can I like move my body in order to support myself the best? And like I did all the trial and error. I tried keto and calorie counting and, you know, all of the things, low fat, whatever. I tried everything and some of the stuff worked just like you, right? Like it kind of even the stuff that's not necessarily the greatest for you, it might give you some progress, but then you kind of backtrack later on and you have to fix all of those mistakes for yes. sure. And so now, you know, at the point uh, in your journey, you are, things have shifted for you, where it's yes. not just about the physical, although those things, I think both you and I will always be really passionate mm-hmm. about and love and always do. And they're really important. But you know, one of the things that I noticed in my journey, not just with myself, but with the clients that I was supporting with these conditions was like, They would get to a certain point with the foods and the supplements and whatever, but they weren't really feeling better in their lives. They weren't really feeling better mentally, necessarily, even though they may be hitting certain physical goals that they were having or whatever. They still were feeling anxious. They weren't feeling good about themselves. They were constantly you know, falling off the wagon, so to speak, because they just felt like they couldn't keep going and they weren't motivated and all of this kind of stuff. And I found the same for myself. And that's when I started diving into like mindset and uh, learning about law of attraction. I remember when I was in nutrition school, we had a class that was called energy medicine, And that was my first introduction to this kind of stuff, like law of attraction, energy, medicine, healing, like Reiki, and like different stuff like that. And I remember sitting with one of my friends in class, and we just, we were laughing, because we didn't believe it. We were like, this is such bullshit. Like, (laughs) this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And like, we, you know, did the work to pass the class or whatever. But after that, it was just kind of like, you know, out of the brain as soon as we were done. And then it's funny how, life brings that back to you uh, in good time. And now realizing how big of a focus that needs to be. Was there like a turning point for you where you felt like mindset was so important or like, how did you come about all of that? So, you know,
1: honestly, to go way back into energy is like as a child, I felt very energetic. Um, I used to pretend that I was like casting spells in my room. Like I always had this pool. And I'm certified as a holistic nutritionist too. And so like, it was, I remember taking some classes and it wasn't even that long ago. It was like maybe two, three years ago. And I was like, well, that just doesn't make sense. Like none of that makes sense. Like, because it's so like, I had such a science-based mind, but it really turned for me It had been pulling at me for a while. It's because. I always had the fear of losing weight and still being unhappy. And so I would stop myself from being healthy, right? So I would stop doing the things that were making me healthy, because I was afraid that when I got to the special weight, that I still wasn't happy. And I guess I was holding on to food as happiness, or, you know, my binge eating as happiness, um, to feel something. And so um, it happened slowly throughout this year, I just stopped feeling in, like excited to jump on calls with people to talk just about weight loss, because it was more than that. It's more than like, it's about the drive. The reason why, why do you want to be healthy? How does this and benefit you overall? And where are you being stuck in other places in your life? You know, when I went to school for life coaching, they talked to us about the wheel of life and they all flow together. They're all together in one. Um, so that really triggered me. Also, most of my one-on-one clients have become the, the client for me now, you know, they, they came to me for health reasons to lose weight. And now they are here, um, working on their higher purpose and really discovering who they are. And so it's not even about the weight loss for them. It wasn't about being healthy in a different, like that came naturally once they discovered that it wasn't about that, you know? So They thought they wanted to lose weight. They thought that they needed to be healthy. And then they came to me and we talked and that got easier once they let go of that hard restriction around it or that like pressure to lose weight or show up in that way. And it became the path of least resistance for them really is like focusing on something else. And now, you know, I have clients still doing like we still, like you said, it's my core. It's who I am. I love it. It's my first step into personal development is fitness. It really tests you. And so I, I love it. I still have clients who work out and who count their macros, but it becomes much easier for them when they stop identifying as someone that needs to lose weight and they identify them as who they truly are and who they are at their deepest core. And I that's really that. what changed it for me.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, one of my client stories, and she's actually been a guest on my podcast too, we started working together about a year ago in my group program, which was all about PCOS and endo and the physical stuff. Like what are the root causes? What are the foods? What are the supplements? You know, what are the things that you can do to kind of help with these conditions? And she came to me because she had PCOS. She wanted to do all of that stuff in order to conceive her first child. And we worked through there. Then she came into my membership and we kept working on the body stuff. And uh, But there came a point where she was like, good with that. Like she felt really comfortable with that. But there were still other things going on. And as I started talking to her about her mindset, and all of that, like it really clicked for her. Okay, so this is really the next step in the journey. Right. And, you know, at this point now, a year later and working together, she's gone from a group program to a membership. Now she's a private coaching client. Um, she's 13 or 14 weeks pregnant now with her first child. So she did get that, right? Like that physical, whatever goal that she was working on, but she's continuing to work with me because we're going over that mindset stuff. And it's so, once you start, once you open that box, right, it's like, there's so much, it it almost gets addictive, because you recognize so many different patterns in yourself. Like I find that in many of my clients, like we start with the food, just like you're talking about with the fitness or whatever, you start with those basics, that core stuff. And it's like, well, well, maybe it's not actually about that so much. And you get into talking about the mindset. And that's actually what kind of led me into discovering, Human design, which is something that we both have been jamming on a lot. We're both projectors, and human design seem to have a lot of projector clients right now too, which is pretty cool. And using that as a tool to really allow yourself to be the most yourself you can you can possibly be. And I think again, just kind of like how I discovered you, I discovered human design last fall, so about a year ago now. Um, Mm -hmm. with someone just randomly posting like, oh, I'm a projector. And they like shared some post or whatever. And I was like, what is this? Because I always like to know more about myself, which makes sense when you see my chart. And I, (laughs) you know, dove deep in that, right. Uh, And what about you, like, in terms of coming across human design, like, how did that happen for you? And how has that impacted you yourself, and then using that with your clients as well? It
1: has opened a Pandora's box for me. I have now not only wanted to understand human design deeper, but astrology and being able to read natal charts. I think that they go together and understanding your transits. But I found it last year too, during the pan- like the peak of the pandemic, I guess we're still in it. And I really wanted to know more about it. Like I, you know, I've heard about the Enneagram and that wasn't interesting to me by any means. Like I, I don't care about the personality tests because yeah. to me, Tell me something more concrete because I can change my answer anytime on an Enneagram. Not hating on that. I still know what I am. I'm a seven on there, but (laughs) I prefer the energetics. And when I heard that I was a projector, it was like, oh my God, I this is exactly who I am. And I've been trying to deny it because my husband's a manifestor, like out of eight percent of
0: people, he's Oh, minus two. My hubby's (laughs) manifest. And
1: he's like, what are you doing? Why are you just resting? And, and and he just wants to go, and he wants all these things. And my daughter's a generator, and I'm like, oh my god, they're all emotional uh, authorities too. But it's just changed me by allowing me to have more rest and not to feel like I have to. And when we're talking about business, I, it doesn't feel like I have to pre- pressure people to buy. I just have to show up as me, and that gave me the biggest permission in my business to really just start to work with that energy overall and learn how I am a special projector. I have um, an environmental authority, meaning I have to be in the right environment, talking to the right people to make a decision. And that was so hard because my shadow aspect of myself is I'm too much. I talk too much. I'm too dramatic. I'm too emotional. So going to talk, to other people all the time for decision making because I make a lot of decisions (laughs) I found what works best for me and when it comes to my clients most of them are projectors too and I'm sure it's like helping them just have more play and fun and downtime and not so much of this masculine energy to get doing instead of just being and when it comes to our health and especially our hormone health like that stress that we're constantly under You know, a lot of people will say they're not stressed because they don't, they identify stress as like being not eating completely, like their highest stress level. That's what Mm -hmm. they imagine. But what they don't realize is that they're getting hits of stress every single day. When some, something comes out of their bank account and wasn't supposed to, then that's a little bit of stress. Or when they go to their job and they hate it, that's a little bit of stress or they're in that relationship and they keep getting triggered every single day. And instead, when they can just learn to be themselves and honor that part of them, that's what human design is to me. And it gives you that permission to really become who you're supposed to be. And it's not meant to be limiting. So I do human design readings and I always disclaimer, it's not meant to be limiting, but figuring out how to work with this energy just because it says it one way in the book or I say it a certain way doesn't mean that's who you need to be. That just means that how can you work with that energy or how can you evolve it, make it make it um, changeable for you, moldable.
0: How has how's it been for you working with projector clients? I mean, I love it. Like finding out I was a projector was probably the most significant relief I've ever experienced in my entire life. <laughs> like it was just because it was the same as you, like feeling like I constantly had to work harder and work more and hustle and do all of the things and I couldn't understand why I couldn't keep up with that and I kept falling into burnout like last year in the in the last 6 months of 2020 I launched my group program 4 times in the 6 months which was preceded by a 5-day challenge and then a webinar and then the group program and then moving them into the membership and I loved it and I had a fantastic time but I was so burnt out it was mm. insane and discovering this I felt like left let me off the hook. You know what I mean? Of like feeling the need to be doing all the time. And it and it made so much sense for like what I felt was my natural sensibility, which was to spend more time resting, to spend more time doing the things that I like to do instead of constantly feeling like I needed to be doing more or working more and it was a huge mindset shift, because I think especially for projectors, because we don't have that consistent energy necessarily. There's a lot of conditioning around that. And, mm-hmm. you know, as we grow up and and things like that. And as I was diving into that with myself, I started going into it with my clients, the women in my membership, and just kind of like mentioning things here and there. And it was really piquing their interest of like, oh, my gosh, because there's, Even with the health stuff, right, there comes a point in time where you can do the basics, you can do what the internet or whoever tells you is the right thing to do, but it might not necessarily be right for you as an individual and what your human design type is and how that plays into, you know, your body and stuff will really help you to to tweak those kinds of things you know what I mean like I would have clients who are would be having sleep issues right and and discovering what their human design type was so helpful in figuring out how to assist them to sleep like if you're a generator and you're not using up all of your physical energy of course you're going to have trouble falling asleep or be tossing mm-hmm. and turning or if you're a projector and you're burnt out you might feel like sleeping 24 7 and that's not even enough you know what I mean and so kind of diving into that I think was really cool and now I've been doing readings like standalone readings uh, with clients and everything. And it's just so fantastic because, you know, I think that we don't realize how many, how much conditioning programming or how many limiting beliefs that we really do have. Mm -hmm. And when you realize who you are at your core by understanding more about your human design and things like that, it really brings those to the forefront so that you can move through them and let them go. And so, you know, that's kind of been a big thing where, especially with my fertility clients, you know, when they're struggling in that journey of trying to conceive, like, okay, so what is your actual motivation? What environment is right for you to be able to keep yourself cool, calm and collected? Like, what are the things, right, according to your type that you can really do to be supporting yourself through what can be a very stressful journey. Um, And so it's just been absolutely amazing. I feel like it's totally transformed who I am. And I find too, which is interesting, I don't know if you've found this too, Lana, but like the more that I align with my individual human design type as a projector, but also the details within my chart, even without, and you know, maybe as a projector, you get this too of like always wanting to give advice to people or whatever, but like even letting that go and not doing that and not saying, oh, maybe if you did this, like to friends or family or whatever, Like the more I work on myself, it's like going into them somehow and like they're shifting without me even having to like Mm -hmm. say anything to them without them having to even understand human design or know anything about it or know that I know about it or anything like that. It's like the more I become my authentic self, the easier my relationships have got, the easier uh, my relationship with my body has got, even when there is, you know, struggle and having PCOS and symptoms pop up and stuff like that. And more of the things that I want are coming to me without having to try and force them. And I think that's, you know, a really big benefit to that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And going back what well, you just said, said something, but uh, really quickly, you had mentioned something about generators. And it's true, though, because... During the pandemic, obviously we couldn't leave our house very much. Right. Well, during shutdowns Mm -hmm. and my daughter as a generator had such a hard time sleeping. Like she woke, she's seven now last year. So she was six and it was like, I had a newborn again Mm -hmm. and they wanted to just throw sedatives at her uh, because I was, she was also having like behavioral problems because she wasn't sleeping Mm -hmm. and we couldn't go to her jujitsu class. We couldn't do anything. And so I started allowing her to get out her energy, even though it's a lot for me. It's a lot for me because I, one, my conditioning is like, I was conditioned not to be a child. (laughs) And so it's hard to hear and have the loud noise and the running around. But once I allowed her to do that, she goes to sleep perfectly. And like sending her back to school was really hard decision, but we had to, because it was good for her overall, her mental health and for herself. And that's Mm. what I was going to say is the willpower. When you were talking about like, you know, not having to force advice on people, Mm -hmm. but what I realized, I don't know if you have an open willpower, but I do. And I would try to prove myself to so many people, like my, my in-laws, like one, my sister-in-law, I would always try to like get her approval of some Mm -hmm. sort. Right. And, um, And then, and now we have a great relationship because, you know, I I stopped trying to do that. Like things flow much easier or a few weeks ago, I was at a party and I was like, oh, I feel like left out. Like I started to feel that feeling of left out. And then I realized I have nothing to prove. And I walked away and I felt so good. Like it was so amazing. So yeah, I completely agree. It makes you more authentic and it frees you. It's again, not meant to be limiting And I know with projectors that waiting for the invitation sounds really difficult, but it's really about the big things in life, right? The really, really big ones that take a long time. The other things that can be like that soul level invitation that you get. Yeah, I love human design. For sure.
0: Yeah. The other thing, too, I was just thinking of is myself, my husband and my son all have emotional authorities. and. I was always told growing up not to show my emotions, you know, to keep everything like to just be like the same all the time, you know, not to rock the boat, you know, crying was not allowed, like all of these different things. And I'm such naturally an emotional person, having an emotional authority. I'm also a Cancer Moon in astrology. So like, lots of emotions. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and for me, it was always a source of struggle in realizing or in thinking that that was something wrong with me, you know, thinking that mm-hmm. I was like crazy or something like that. There were times when I thought I was bipolar, you know what I mean? Because I was having oh, yeah. so many emotional waves and I didn't know that that was what was normal for me. Uh, and I tried to squash it and stuff. And so understanding that has been so helpful for myself, but also in helping me relate to my son and my husband who are both emotional manifestors um, and, yeah. and recognizing <laughs> there are waves and and all of that stuff uh yeah so human design has just been absolutely incredible so in terms of this like for women who are listening you know they're dealing with physical issues uh pcos endo hormonal issues period issues whatever right they're dealing with physical issues that they're they're trying to fix what would you want to tell a woman who's struggling with issues in her physical body when it comes to healing or mindset or any of that kind of stuff?
1: Well, if they are in the middle of healing, it's not to rush it because you could spend a lot of money on the wrong supplements. You could spend a lot of um, energy, frustration, Mm -hmm. trying out all these things. And it's really a unique process for everyone. So trial and error is part of the journey. Um, Hiring someone to help you, not just to support you with what supplements to get or what foods to eat, but mentally, because no matter what, you are saying goodbye to an old version of yourself. You will without a doubt, no matter if your journey is just to lose weight, you are becoming someone else. You have to shed that skin. So making sure that you're fully supported, whether this is a coach, whether this is a therapist, or entrusting in like a close friend or, you know, family member. And make sure that you have some, what we call in the the mindset world, I'm sure you've heard, is a toolbox. So you know, stress is really important on our uh, heart, on our body. There's good stress. It makes you resilient, but there's also that little trigger stress that people seem to forget that's there. And so making sure that you are, I think I was listening to your podcast and you meditate three times a day. Mm -hmm. Like that's great. Or breathing breath work, or we do gala darlings tapping, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that you have it to come back to, And the last thing when it comes to body image is just wear what you want to wear. No one is judging you and you only see yourself with the judgment of other people's eyes. And so once you can let that go and realize that even if they were judging you for wearing something, it's really about their own insecurities and you send them so much love and you send them so much peace that they find happiness in their own body, but you can feel supported and feel sexy as hell no matter what size you are in any outfit you want to wear and you probably don't think that but it it takes time and it takes process um so yeah that's my biggest thing is allow it to take its natural course and stop trying to rush everything because it will be messy that way
0: yes i totally agree no need to force anything regardless of what your human design type may may or may not be yes um Thank you so much for joining me on this conversation. I feel like we need to jam more on human design at some point, uh, maybe on another episode, like even (laughs) deeper on that. Uh, But this has been so wonderful. So for everyone listening, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on Instagram. It's Lana Kayla. And that is where I'm at most of my time.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, well, sister, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'm beyond grateful you've shared your time with me today. And if you'd like to connect with me about this episode to share your thoughts or ask a question, I invite you to send me a DM on Instagram at the Hormone Diva. Then take a moment and head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. This helps me to know how to serve you better and helps this show reach more women in need. See you next time.